This is the First Security Financial Show with David Compton from First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, David provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is David Compton to help you find out how to be secured financially. Good morning, everyone. I'm David Compton. He's John Compton. Welcome to the First Security Financial Show. Glad you can tune in. Uh, whether you're a first-time listener, sometime listener, long-time listener, appreciate your uh, tuning in to our show, and hopefully we'll share some ideas with you today that uh, you might be able to do something with as far as your planning uh, for retirement or just in the thinking process as well. It's something that we don't give enough consideration to because why? It's one of the most challenging things that we can do is help ourselves be prepared for retirement. And it's not just about uh, how much money you put aside. Is that important? Yeah. Do you need to invest and save? You sure do. But retirement planning doesn't focus just on that. If it does, you're going to miss out. If you only look at how big the pot of money is, if you only look at how much money you're able to put aside each month, if you only look at dollar amounts, you are going to leave a lot of money on the table. And in most cases, you probably will never have enough because you're, you, you're, you don't have a complete plan that encompasses everything. There's no exit plan there. Right. Well, and not just that, but you're leaving. If you're, not, if you're not talking about Social Security, if you're not talking about health care, if you're not talking about things that are going to truly impact you in retirement and you don't have a plan for those things, then what happens is you better have a big pot of money <laughs> to consider because if you're not looking at the other things it's going to cost you a whole lot more money uh in the long run if then, you don't have then a plan. you think and then you're already in retirement and then then it's too late to do anything about it. you just got to deal with it and you might not have a a successful retirement no you might not or you may have a more challenging one right. than you really were, uh, uh, were supposed to not supposed to but rather uh, than you should have based on some of the decisions you made but one of the things we want to talk about today is living too long. So is that is that an accurate statement? <laughs> living too long? Is there such a thing? Well, you could be. I've always felt that if I had longevity, I want quality. If you know, if I if I get quantity, I want quality. If I don't have the quantity, uh, quality, I don't know if I want uh, uh, the quantity with it. Because you see people. Um, you know, we, we've seen people in, in the nursing homes at very young ages from accidents, strokes, and things of that sort. And it's heartbreaking to see somebody in their 40s and 50s in a nursing home for the rest of their lives. You know, so that type of quality of life, and I mean, I'm not, uh, everybody's got their own feelings on that, and it's, it just makes it very challenging. I'm talking about living life uh, as long as we can. And the, and the focus here is because of Americans' biggest fear consistently and study after study is running out of money. So that being the case, if you have quantity of life and you run out of money, then you probably reduce your quality as well. And you make it, you make it very, 
you know, not that everything's based on money, but it can be very unsatisfying, unfulfilling as well. So, and and a lot of those people is is because of lack of planning, and and really some of it's just lack of understanding. Yeah, you know, we we do social security workshops, and the the eye opener for most people, when most people today say, "Oh, how come?" You know, you might think, "How come all of a sudden today?" Our parents or grandparents maybe didn't go through Social Security workshops to help them learn how to draw Social Security. Well, what's changed? It's not that so much of the laws have changed of Social Security. They have changed. It's one thing. If you go back and look, in 1940, life expectancies uh, was, in 1940, was 64 years old. 64. Okay, and here's the kicker. Social Security at full retirement age was 65. So Social Security was telling you that if you waited to 65, basically 50% of the population would never draw Social Security. So what happened was at this point, nobody, nobody hardly drew it at 65. Everybody signed up at 62. Why? Because the idea was you were only going to get it for two years anyway, <laughs> on average. So there was nothing to plan. It was based on life expectancies. Fast forward today, and what do we see? Well, if you're the key here in, in studies is that if you reach the age of 65 and you're fairly healthy, for men, you have a significant, you have a 50% chance of living beyond 87. And a 25% chance of living beyond 90, excuse me, not 92, 89. So, I mean, that's, those, those are nice numbers. Yeah. It jumps up there. Every year you, you the live. The older you, you get, the, the, the longer your statistics show you're going to live. So that's that's exactly good. right. Now, for women, if they reach 65 and they're fairly healthy, they have a 50% chance of, of making it uh, until uh, beyond 89, and then a 25% chance of living beyond 92. So when you look at that, this is one thing that's changed not only retirement planning, it's changed how you draw Social Security. You can't rubber stamp everything and say, we're going to go sign up for 62. Why? You may, because percentage-wise, more of us are living longer, even though there's no guarantee. And the big question that comes into play for most people is, what's the break-even point? So consistently across the board, if you take it at 62, if you take it at 66 and whatever months for your full retirement age, or if you take it at 70, okay? What most people look at and are concerned about is, well, if I don't take it at 62 and I take it at 66, what happens? I I don't get four years worth of payments. That's 48 Social Security checks that I'm living leaving on the table that I may never get based on longevity, Okay. So the reality of that is, have you put a pencil to it, so to speak? Do you know what the numbers show that how long you need to live before you'll get that 48 payments back and then some? 
So it's all about the break even. It's the math. And when and for men, and most importantly for men, is you have to calculate that based on yours and your spouse's life expectancy. So if you are married, don't just look at your life expectancy. Look at hers. Women outlive men 80% of the time. That's that's a fact. We can't deny that. You can't say, now, does that mean there are men that, that, that uh, have outlived women? Yes. That's the 20%. There's not a whole bunch of them out there. There are some. So the point here is, if you factor in that men live uh, don't live as long, then what we have to look at is uh, we have to look at looking at uh, when to draw Social Security on two, two lifespans. And that break-even point comes into play. And by the way, while you're listening, write this number down, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. It's not a call into the show, but it is a call in to talk to us further about some of the subjects we're discussing to see if we possibly could help you formulate a plan for you and be able to, to, to uh, put into play some of the pr- things that we're talking about. So what's the break-even point? Consistently, when you run the numbers across the board, the break-even point generally is anywhere from 75, 76, 77. Okay, so what does that mean? So if you started drawing Social Security at 62, okay, and you didn't draw it at 66, when you if you have a reasonable expectation that you're going to live to be 75 or longer, it would make more sense to wait and not draw it. Because what happens is when you hit around 75, 76, this is when the amount of money that you get at 66 is considerably higher than what you get at 62. This is when you break even. This is when you, if you wait at 66, you make up those 48 payments that you didn't get. Okay. Because because you're drawing so much more. You're drawing so much more. From that 66 to that 75, 76. Right. And, and the other factor that goes in, when you get cost of living adjustments on a higher amount, it gives you a higher boost. So all of that's calculated in there as well. And then if you wait to 70 to draw, you say, well, man, that's eight years of payment. The break-even point is about the same, 76 to 77. So that means no matter... So what happens if you draw it at 62 and you live to be 65, uh, 75, 76, that how many years you and your spouse live past that, whatever the difference that you left on the table, you're going to lose for that many years. And in a lot of cases, the, the numbers show if you live to be 84, let's just say, which is for a man's average, if the husband and wife live to be 84, the difference between... 62 and 66 is about 125,000. The difference between 62 and 70 is over 200,000 of lifetime benefits. It's not chump change. It's not a small thing. This is where you have to really figure it out. So if for everybody that rubber stamps it and says, well, I'm going to take it at 62 no matter what, you're making a mistake. You could and it's amazing that 70% of the people still take Social Security at 72. I mean, at 62. 62. Yeah. And what you're doing is you're, you're having an emotional reaction. You're not, you're not having a 
you're not doing it based on the numbers. It's not a numerical reaction. It's not a factual reaction. It's an emotional reaction because I hear people say, well, I want to get my foot in the door. I don't know how long it's going to be around. There's no, there's no basis to that. Social Security's got issues, but it doesn't have issues that they can't pay. It doesn't mean they're going to be broke tomorrow. Their problems, if they don't address them and change them, and by the year 2033, I think it is, they'll only be able to pay 77 cents on the dollar at that point. Not zero on the dollar. That means you get 77% of the money as well. We're going to about to head to our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about longevity and the other challenges it presents. Social Security is, is, is a big challenge. And if it's only your only source of income, you definitely need to do it right as well. But if you'd like to talk to us a little more, not only about Social Security, but some of the things we're going to talk about as well, from income planning, uh, all of these things are part of longevity. Give us a call, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. We're going to head to our first break. We'll be right back. 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 All right, everyone. We are back. I'm David Compton. He's John Compton. We've been talking about the challenge of longevity and in retirement living too long it can present a problem a couple a number of different problems uh and because in reality we don't want to die but we want a quality of life and we want to be able to maintain our standard of living all throughout our lives so that has become a challenge we we talked in the first segment about uh what's changed with social security is because of longevity back in 1940 life expectancy was 64 years old Today, it's, it's, and when you say an average, you look at that, an average is you, you take everybody's age and you average them across the board. That means roughly uh, today the life expectancy is anywhere for men is 84 to 87. For women, they about 87, men about 84. So that's 20 years plus, in some cases, higher than what it was in 1940. <clears throat> so that's a big difference. That means you need to sit down and reevaluate things. So I want to talk a little bit more this segment and say, okay, so if that means 50% of the people will generally be impacted by it and 50% won't. Which 50% are you? You, it, you say, well, we don't know. You're right. Look at your, your, your lifestyle. Look at your, um, your family. <clears throat> How old were your parents? How old were your parents, siblings? How old are your siblings? And then you assess the key age is making it to about 65. If you live to be 65, the the ability to live into those 80s jumps tremendously, yeah. percentage-wise. You have a better than close to 60% chance that you'll live that, that long. So if that's the case, do you think it merits that you look at things a little different? You need to look at Social Security and say – Okay, we, we, we need to recognize that this is not just an automatic rubber stamp 62 sign up and move on. There's more planning to it. Are you, and especially if you're going to work past 62, then it makes no sense to, to draw Social Security because of the Social Security penalizes you if you make over a certain amount of money. This year is $17,040. Next year, uh, I don't know what the numbers are. So... 
if you're plan if you're if you have that reasonable expectation that you're going to live past 75 76 in that range there it may make sense to consider waiting to draw social security for down the road in some cases the difference between um, 62 and full retirement age of 66 in whatever months for you or 66 even could be the difference of six, seven hundred, eight, nine hundred dollars a month more. And you say, well, but you miss four years. We talked about that. It only it takes you to about seventy five, seventy six, that break even point. So now you gotta wonder, well, my parents, they're in their eighties or nineties. You know, my parents' siblings lived a good while and then my, I've got older siblings that are older, so you you got to say, wow, I, I need to reevaluate this. And that's what you need to do. The second thing from a longevity standpoint is 50% of Americans live on Social Security alone. And that means 50% don't. That means you need more income. And some of those 50% that only have Social Security probably need more income as well. <clears throat> And that, and that's not a negative uh, connotation toward them. It's it's the reality of unfortunately where the situation they're in. So, what do you need to do to make sure that you're one of the fifty percent that only has Social Security? Is you have to have an income plan, and by positioning an income plan, it helps you to get a stream of income that you and your spouse cannot outlive. It's as simple as that. We put an income plan together. Because in years past, think about it. Most people had a pension, Social Security, and even if they didn't save a whole lot of money themselves, they had two sources of income they could live comfortably. The pensions are almost non-existent. Only 20% of the population have them. And I'm talking private pensions. I'm not talking about a pension from the state where you don't have Social Security or a pension from the government uh, or, or fire department or police department where you don't have Social Security. I'm talking about you have a pension and you have Social Security. Those are falling by the wayside. And so what happens is for most people that have a 401K or IRAs, any type of retirement account, the mentality is not that we need to take a portion of that money to use for income. Just like the mentality with Social Security consistently is draw it at 62, the first age available. Evidence points to the fact that you need to refigure that. What evidence? Longevity. Um, we're living longer. The cost of living is much higher. You, you, if you don't, you're thinking, well, I can retire on Social Security now. Okay, but what about 10 years from now? And that's, that's not even taken in consideration drawing it at 62 and you're still working. If you're still working, you can only make what seventeen uh, seventeen thousand forty dollars. Yeah, you, you're not even taking that into consideration, right there. If you if you are, you 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 you're mistaken because you, what's going to happen is at the end of the day, it's not what you think you're signing up for, or right. what is what you make. Not what you make is what Uncle Sam is going to let you keep out of it. So what happens is for every dollar you make over seventeen thousand forty, or every two dollars, they take a dollar back. So if you're making forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year, it, it, take it, it all back. It, it makes no sense to to go sign up for it. So you let it go. 
And we provide a Social Security maximization report to show you the longevity numbers. The report is based on longevity, based on your age, your current situation, your objectives, your goals, and what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, but the income plan is designed specifically to cover the gap between what Social Security doesn't pay and what you need. So if Social Security is, is, is paying you, the average Social Security check is less than 1400 okay? Uh, majority of the clients we see, the, the husbands are making significantly more than that. It's the spouses, if they're taking a spousal benefit, might be in that 1300 range. But let's just say your, um, your Social Security is paying you 2000 a month, but you need three to live. So where's that other 1000 coming from? Well, you say, I've got investments. So what's your plan to draw down the investments? And this is where most people think, well, you know, I, I got a nice pile of money. I got three or $400,000. You mean you don't think I can draw a thousand? You know, we, I didn't say that. It just is a matter of have a plan in place. Because what happens if you have three or 400000 and you have it in the market, and the market adjusts as it always does, and it tanks and it goes down 30%, how do you feel about taking a thousand a month off of it when your your four hundred thousand is now worth two eighty? You're thinking, hmm, maybe I need to leave this alone, let it come back. So when you when you just use all your portfolio for income, and then you say, well, I got four hundred thousand. Also, even if the market doesn't go down, I need to buy a new car, and you chisel out. $30,000 and go buy a new car. I'm not saying that's the smartest thing to do. You're going to pay taxes on it. There's a whole other issues here. But you have no other choice. You take the 30 out. So now you have 370 And you're pulling money off of that. It doesn't take long over time. And this is where most people get themselves into trouble. They view that 400 as a huge, insurmountable amount of money that can never run out. And what happens after about 10 or 12 years in retirement where every time a need comes up, because it almost becomes like a safety blanket, you know what I'm saying? Like a, well, you know, well, we, let's, let's go ahead and go take that trip to Europe. All right, we'll pull 10000 out. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just simply, I'm, I'm, what I'm helping clients, to, uh, our listeners to see is you can wake up one day and that 400 went down to 200 real, real quick and there was no correction in the market. You just kept dipping into it. So now you got 50% of the money. And now as you've gotten 10 to 12 years out, guess what happens? Your income needs are no longer 1000 a month. Maybe they're up to 1500 a month. Can that money generate that? So what we always encourage clients is, is take a portion of that. Like in this case, you had 400K. Take 200 of it, 250 of it and dedicate it for income purposes only. Position it in an account. This is where we love to use our fixed indexed annuities. And so off of that, based on how long you need before you need to draw income, we can tell you if it's one year, two years, five years, whatever your time frame, take that 200, put it in fixed index annuity, and when your time, it, it, it's time for you to retire and you've decided, we kick in Social Security from the maximization report and now we kick at the income off of this. And they this income is going to be paid out to you 
for as long as you and your spouse live. So it, it's not going to be, it's not going to decrease when the markets go down. Uh, it's not going to increase when the markets go up either. It's sustainable income that you can't outlive. And then when both of you die, what's left in the account is going to pay out to your heirs, to your children. It's not annuitizing it. The whole thing here is by putting an income plan together, we've accomplished two things for you. You don't have to stress and worry what your income is going to be at any point during retirement. And now you have other dedicated funds there that you can invest for growth, but that you can access as you need stuff as well without interrupting the amount of income you got. So this is why income plan is essential. Give us a call, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. It's not a call into the show, but it is a call in to talk to us about our, the strategies we talk about each and every week. Give us a call, 1-800-858-3029. We are going to head to our second break. We'll be right back. Right back. All right, welcome back, everyone. I'm David Compton. He's John Compton. We've been talking about living too long. Is there such a thing? Well, it could be. If you don't have some quality in life, you want to live long. But at the same time, nobody wants to die either. For the most part, anybody in their right mind and good health uh, doesn't want to to die. We want to live, and so, but we want to have a a, a relative amount of uh, peace, happiness in our lives. Because if you and, and not that money's everything, and we've talked about that, but the reality is if you don't have any, it, I mean, that diminishes a lot of your happiness. You can't be happy if you can't afford to buy groceries and right. pay the electric bill. It's, it's tough, and, and today things are expensive. So what's changing? One of the things we've been talking about longevity is how things have changed at the way we should be looking at planning for retirement. Social Security has changed because of longevity. Having an income plan, uh, it, we need for retirement because of longevity. Because if you don't want to live just on Social Security alone, what we see consistently, and reports tell us this, there was a, a, a report done that says the research from the Center for Retirement Research ends on a uh, cautionary note warning that its findings indicate that many individuals on their own are unable to make good decisions about manage their money in retirement. This is what we see, not from everyone, for sure, but we see it a lot. And what it means is you have a big, you start off retiring with a big, you know, pot of money, three, four, five hundred thousand or more. And what happens is it, it, it's, it's so enticing because it's a large amount of money. You didn't have access to that money in many cases when you were younger and you were working. But now you got that lump sum dumped on you. And other research, not research, but other things that you can see, look at the people that win the lottery. Within five years, a great deal of them, the high percentage of them, something like better than 50, 60 percent of them file bankruptcy. And what that shows us is that we, we don't do well when we're given a large sum of money that we have access one, to at one time at one time. And so you got four or 500,000, it's yours. Do you want to wake up one day and it's down to a hundred thousand? Now you're not able to go back to work. You're not able to do anything to replenish it. So what can you do? 
One of the things that that's consistently recommended that we utilize for income are fixed indexed annuities, not variable annuities. These are these are not high feed products. And I know people, some people shaking their heads saying, no, 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 they are not. If you if you think they are, you don't understand these products. There's difference. There's different types of annuities. These are fixed indexed annuities uh, that have a fee based on an uh, an income rider. And if you don't take the income rider, you have no fee. So, and there's people that that, that do. We they don't I, need I have the income, but that, they just want safety and opportunity. And they like the growth potential right. with them, and they keep them in there, and they still have access to the money. They can pull ten percent a year off of it if they want. And uh, and what if it's IRA money? It's one hundred percent taxable. If it's non IRA money, only thing is taxable is what it makes. Sim- right. Simple as that. These are very simple. But if you put the income rider, the average fee average fee is around one percent for the income rider. Some are less. Some are a tad bit and more. We don't. We do not get that. Right. That, that's the insurance companies. And we show you how the insurance company makes money. We get paid by the companies that doesn't come out of your money either. So you're not paying an upfront up load or, uh, or charge uh, to, to, uh, to take out the annuity. But the, the point here is the index annuities are there to help you build a retirement income plan along with Social Security. We use tools that are tailored to your specific needs, objectives, goals. And myself, as a fiduciary, I have to do what's in the best interest of the client. These products serve that need. Not all firms are offer them. There's a lot of people that are against annuities. There's a lot of people that don't want annu- uh, to, to utilize them. We, we use annuities, but we also have a managed money platform that I can generate income for you off of that as well. But it's one thing that's interesting in this uh, article I was reading. uh, It was a paper released by the Brookings Institution found that people who rely uh, on advisors to help them with retirement planning may be especially unlikely to buy longevity annuities. One reason is that, and here's the key, and this is what you have to understand. One reason is that advisors who are compensated as a percentage of client assets may be reluctant to recommend annuities because the upfront payment to buy them will reduce the base on which the advisor's pay is determined. So don't be naive to think that the only reason that your advisor or your advisory firm doesn't offer annuities is because they just don't like them or they don't think they're a good fit. The reality is, if you, in a case where we were talking earlier where somebody had 400000 and you took two hundred and put in an annuity, that two hundred in the annuity, he can't charge you an advisory fee. So if he's charging you 1%, that's $2,000 a year he can't charge you for. And that percentage is charged each and every year. So, going back, as a fiduciary, I have to do what's in the best interest of the client. I have other tools. If you tell me you don't like annuities, and I go over the annuity with you and help you to see how it will benefit you, how it will give you guaranteed income, how if you die, the money's left to your heirs, we, we, I spell everything out to you for you. And if you still are not comfortable with them, that's fine. We'll, we'll build an income plan using the managed money uh, platform. We'll do it a little bit differently. 
But the reality is most people, when they come in and they see how these annuities work, how when the market's up, you lock in gains, and when the market's down, you don't have any losses, no downside risk to the market. It also has a roll-up rate. Many of the companies every year, even if the market's not positive, it has a roll-up rate to determine a base, and what that does is determines how much income you need uh, you get in retirement. Similar to Social Security. You know if you wait to 66 in Social Security, Social Security has an 8% roll-up. So every year you wait past 66, the amount of your Social Security and payments roll up by 8%. And I'm not saying our roll-up rate is 8% on the annuity, but it's a similar in that every year you leave it in deferral, it has a roll-up rate there as well. And so what that allows us to do based on your time frame for retirement, whether it's three years, five years, seven years, whatever it is, 10 years, we can show you, you put in this amount of money, what it's going to be worth at that point on a worst case scenario and what it's going to generate in income for you for the rest of your lives. It's as simple as that. It's a very simple formula that we utilize. But we use these for specific reason because research studies show us Americans don't always do a good job of managing their money for income because they see that big pot of money and it's too enticing every time we need something. That's why sometimes it's better if you had money like in a bank that's an online bank where it takes you, you got to jump through hoops to get your money out a little bit. That's not all, that's not all bad. Why you th- why do you think 401k's and IRAs have an age restriction on them? Think about it. They don't want you to touch that money without a penalty until you're 59 and a half. Is, is it a penalty or is it a protection? It all depends how you look at it. I see it as a protection. Because if you didn't have that there, do you realize how many people would dip into that on an ongoing, regular basis? They would have access to that lump sum during their working years, and then what happened was time to retire wouldn't be nothing in there or or wouldn't uh, wouldn't amount to enough to retire on for sure. So you have to have an income plan of sustainable income. If you don't, if you don't have an – then you're going to live off of Social Security. Now, if you have rental income or – pension or other sources of income might be a little different for you. But in reality, you can't have enough income. And then we don't know in five, 10 years from now what we're going to be paying for gas, what we're going to be paying for groceries. We don't know. Taxes, insurance, everything. You don't know if you're going to go into a higher inflationary period. We don't know with these past 10, 12, 15 years of excessive spending by the government, what that might do for inflation down the road. Well, just think about it. And you need income to offset that. We're not talking about, you know, as far as buying a a vehicle, you can offset, you can delay that or buy a used one or fix up what you got. But if we're talking about just buying groceries and electric bill each month, the day-to-day expenses, that's what we're mainly focusing on. Think about 10 years ago and now. Look at the difference in prices of everything. Go back 15 years. What do you think is going to be 10, 15 years going forward? No, it's, you're right. Everything has gone up. The only thing that's, that has surprised me is since Katrina that fuel prices have actually come down and have stayed. That's, that's been a surprise. But it's only because of all the countries around the world trying to get into the, uh, all business. the, the technology has increased so much they're able to extract all that they couldn't get anymore. 
or they couldn't get for years. years. And uh, now they're able to extract that. So everybody wants a piece of that oil pie, and it's just not enough of it to go around. So we go from the 70s when there was an oil shortage to an oil glut today. Isn't that amazing? And, and it was still amazing that the fuel is still as high as it is with the amount of oil that's on the market. Yeah. Well, just, yeah, but we're still fortunate. Look at other com- countries, what they pay for it in Europe and stuff, what they pay for fuel. They're taxing them to death. Yeah, yeah, it's, all, it's, it's taxed to death on it. It really is. And there's a lot more diesel over there. They, the diesel is outrageous. And I'm thinking diesel is a byproduct of gasoline, and they're making a killing off of it. Right. So we're going to head to our uh, final break. Uh, we'd like you to write this number down, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. It's not a call into the show, but it is a call in to us to set up a time to talk to us about these strategies and how we could possibly uh, utilize them for your retirement as well. 1-800-858-3029. We're going to head to our final break. We are back, everyone. This is our last segment on uh, Saturday morning. Glad to have you back. Write this number down. We haven't been giving it out as much as we normally try to do, so I'm going to try to do a better job of it. We've been getting some uh, emails and texts on that. 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. It's not a call into the show, but it is a call in to talk to us a little more about the things that we've been talking about. Today, we've been focusing on longevity. And and living longer and and uh, the importance how this has changed to a large degree how we plan for retirement. Also, I don't think I've thrown the website out there too much to, uh, this morning as well. Uh, if you want to go to the website, we have a lot of useful tools that can help you as well. First Security Financial Wealth Manager dot com. Spell out the word first. First Security Financial Wealth Manager dot com or one eight hundred eight five eight three zero two nine. So we've been talking about the the aspect of the importance and how and and studies and research show us that many Americans don't do well when they get when they get that lump sum of money. So what do we what do we encourage that you have an income plan, sustainable income, income that you cannot outlive. As long as mom and dad's alive, that income stream is coming in and then when mom and dad finally pass, ultimately Whatever money is left in the account, the kids will get that money as well. But the main thing is, no matter how old mom or dad live to, they have a paycheck for life. It's as simple as that. And if you incorporate that in and you do your due diligence or you allow us to do the due diligence for you, how? By doing a Social Security maximization report in conjunction with your income plan, you'll have enough income to live off of. But you got to look at it. It takes a little bit of effort here um, because things have changed. Longevity has changed. Cost of living has gone up. It takes more money just to pay for the basic necessities that we need on an ongoing basis. I mean, it's expensive today. You, you know, uh, certain parts of the country you can live in without an automobile. Generally down here, it's not. May, if you live in New Orleans, you might get by with it some. But it's just in the South, it's just not too many places. We don't have a mass mass transit system that can get you all over the place. So you got to have an automobile. Uh, That's expensive. We have the highest car insurance rates in the country. Um, Cost of living has gone up. We we down here, even uh, uh, rent is still cheaper than most parts of the country. 
but it's gone up considerably to what it used to be just five or ten years ago. Well, you know why? Because of your insurance and your taxes. Yeah, well, you're right. Taxes they have. Gone, I mean, they, those have increased. High. Yeah. So what happens is you got to pass that on. Yeah. Yeah. If you're renting, if you had rental property, you know that man. They keep jacking up the the uh, taxes for you. There there is no homestead exemption on rental properties. Nope. <laughs> so you pay the full amount. You pay the full amount. And uh, insurance. So if you're talking, it's not just homeowners insurance or or building insurance. You got flood insurance. Uh, all of those come into play as well. So and then the taxes. What most people don't realize is that you got taxes on certain areas. They tax you for street lightings. Well, when you own rental property, 10, 15, whatever you own, it's on every unit. So that's what causes rent to go up no matter where you are. Yeah, and people don't realize what what, what your expenses are. Just because yep. you pay them $800, $900 a month rent, they think you pocket in eight or $900. And it's not. And it's not, yeah. you gotta, you got to cover the, and the if property you, And taxes, if they own their own home... They would be paying for That's those exactly same right. things. It's just and, the way it is. Yeah, and and the property taxes, you get a bill once a year, not not, not a monthly note. <laughs> right. That's right. That's they right. want you at the end of the year or the beginning of the year, they, they want, want their money. Sum. They want their money, and that money's for last year's uh, taxes. So, you know, those expenses all factor in. Well, when you're in retirement, you, you, you lose your options as to what your sources of income are going to be. If you have rental income, Okay, you understand. You you have some additional income there, but as you get older, uh, a lot of clients do get rid of their rentals, and now they have cash. What do I do? How do I manage it? And because in study after study shows that Americans that get lump sum don't do a good job, we we're huge fans of saying, okay, Bob, Mary, take your chunk of money, let's chisel out a piece of it, and dedicate it strictly to income. Because at the end of the day, if the other money, we, we can put it on a, a managed money platform that grows based upon the markets. If it's up or it's down, it can go up or down, not the income bucket. And then what happens is uh, we utilize that money for more longer terms. But that's the money you can reach in if you want to do something else, if you want to go on a trip, you want to do things. The key is even if you mess that bucket of money up and you spend it all, if we put an income plan together for you, you've got that income, that additional income, no matter what that other money is. And it's kind of like when you were working in 08 and 09 when the market was down over 50%. You had money in your 401k, and if you were still working, you really didn't panic over it. Why? Because you didn't view that as money as money that you needed right now to pay your bills because you were still getting paid for work. So... Now that you're no longer getting paid for work, when we put the income plan together, the payment is your your income is being generated through Social Security and the income plan where we utilize the fixed indexed annuities. So now you know each month, hey, I got this amount of money coming in. But my other money, my investment dollars over here that are investment in a managed money platform, we can tweak those based upon your risk tolerance so you have a true idea of how much risk you have. And we have that money positioned accordingly. That's more of what I refer to as your want money. Those are things that can help you provide you for some of the things you want. But it's also money that you probably are not looking at to utilize for income, for additional income, for maybe 10 years down the road. 
And so what happens is when we have a run of the markets like we've had for the past uh, nine to ten years, that's money that you want to utilize and harvest while the markets are up. There may be times, hey, this account is really up. Let's go ahead and pull some money off and put it in a, in the savings account over here that we can utilize for something else. Because if the market corrects, and I know in the next year or two I want to do something with that money, maybe a good opportunity or six months, maybe I need a new car. In the next six months, we want to take that trip or we want to start, we're going to remodel the bathroom or, or do something like that. Take the money out while the market's high. Don't wait for the market to dip back down. And, then, and then you can't. Or if, if you do, you take Or if you do, you take, you, you're doing it at a loss, loss, which doesn't make any sense to That's do right. it that way. But you got to have a plan to understand how those things work. If you don't have one, if you don't, even if you have a retirement plan and you don't have an income plan, you need an income plan. Write this number down, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. Now, I'd like to encourage you also to go to the, the website, firstsecurityfinancialwealthmanager.com. Spell out the word first. We have podcasts. You can listen to some of the past shows, or if you heard something on today's show that you thought you might want to listen to, go back and listen to it. Um, but on our website as well, we have the. Uh, you can go on and click on the Social Security Maximization Report. You can talk about a Compass Report, which is an income plan, uh, risk tolerance, color of money, risk analysis. There's a number of different reports that we can help you put together that really helps you to focus in on the important things that you need to know as you start your retirement plan process. Or the easiest thing is to write this number down and call us at your convenience, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. It's going to wrap up another show. We'll be back next weekend. And thank you for listening to the First Security Financial Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact David Compton at First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. Call 800-858-3029 or visit their website at firstsecurityfinancialshow.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed are solely those of First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. and staff. All topics covered are believed to be from reliable sources. However, First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. makes no representations as to its accuracy or completeness. This commercial shall in no way be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or investment advisory services to residents of any state other than Louisiana or where otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Louisiana. Insurance products and services are offered through an affiliated company, David Compton, Inc., DBA First Security Financial.